Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Finally get a look at the list. Hey Brayden, you almost done with that video? Uh, not yet. Oh, what's up, pussy? You're wearing the belt at work? Yeah, where else would I wear it? I, I mean, nowhere ideally. That's not very humble. You, you you taking this seriously, right? Rematch? Thumb wrestling? It's on. I'm going to humble you, and I'm going to do it with my thumb. Bring it, bitch. Let me know when that video's done, Brady. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. You just had to put that on the air, didn't you? That, I, that was that was a Jimmy call, if you all couldn't tell. I got to keep people informed as to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think that was professional. I didn't think it was <laughs> humble. I didn't think it was becoming of a champion. She walks around here with that on. Yeah, you know what? It took some doing for me to get her to let us use this as part of our set here today. It took some doing. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is, what day is it? August 7th. August 7th. August 7th. List and your boy. I'm here with Jimmy Van. Jimmy, let me ask you one question. Do I look like a crackhead? Depends on the day. Currently, a little. You're a little disheveled because of your flight, I imagine. Then let me ask you, why would you put me up in a crack house while I'm in Toronto? You can't even say that (laughs) and keep a straight face. Usually I can't. He knows I I take care of him. He knows it. This is why he does this. Crack house, Jimmy. A crack house. A crack house I am staying in right now. Yeah. Across from a demolished building. 
Is it demolished already? Haven't been there in a no, while. No, not yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, anybody that's familiar with Toronto, Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, which has been here for like 30 years, is closing up. I think maybe it's already closed because they're putting up another condo. So devastating news for uh, Torontonians. Another landmark going away. Now, this is my first time in this media room, and I finally got a look at yeah, it. Yeah, what do you think? Well, see, the thing is, it looks so small to everybody else. Yes. Like, there's an entire wing over here that you all can't see. Yes, that's right. Like... There are windows all over this thing. This is like a dream studio. For it's me. good. Yeah, it's really I, good. I always complain about not having the right light or natural light or the room for it. You got a little bit of everything. Here. Yeah, it's good. It took and, a lot. Of, look, this is now you understand how frustrated I got oh, yeah. having weekly live shows that did not work. This is why we we spent probably a hundred thousand dollars on yeah. this renovation. And so that's why I got so pissed off that we could never get a show to function. And a lot of people are like, Where are the cutouts? Where are the cutouts? Well, let me tell you. Uh, to my right here, you got the big hog and Virgil right behind him, which is curious. Yes, it is. You're going to tell that story? Uh, I will. And then you got, quote unquote, Marie up on the top of a refrigerator over yeah, here. That's right. Mini fridge, bar fridge. Mini fridge. So, you know, I, I went up the road. There are several events. Smash Wrestling's running a bunch of events this week. Uh, good people up there looking to get some good content. And the OWE show is able to take in at least one match before I had to come back here. Dark Order, Stronghearts. And I see very clearly the the next superstar member of the Dark Order. Virgil is at the OWE show. Bet that he was so excited to watch Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. I'm sure he really was. I, so was he peddling his wares? Oh, yeah. He was. He had a booth there. Yeah. He had a booth there. Yeah. Did you see anybody purchase anything? No. I was only there for like 25 minutes. Okay, though. okay, okay. I don't know what to say. I mean, obviously he knew there was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on this weekend, so I assume that he uh, decided to probably fly himself into Toronto. Uh, you don't think that he has one of many of his homes here in Toronto? I mean, you never know. You never know. I'm not going to question. It's possible. Brady's adjusting my microphone right now. Yeah, people. They want to see your beautiful face. They, oh, they is that they what it is? Oh, really? They want to see your face. Uh, that's sweet of you guys. So uh, you made it in this time. You actually made your flight. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. Well, it's a lot easier when your travel agent schedules everything and Nicola sends me itineraries and yes. they have people set up to bring me places and it's not like some big secret. Got you a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't know if I could drive in Toronto, to be honest with you. I don't like to drive in the city of Toronto. It's terrifying. Yeah, I don't like it. I told you that my Uber driver earlier was like Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious. Like, he did some maneuvers, and this was in a car- a Dodge Caravan. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Awesome. Well, we're doing this on August 7th. Sean has a, a full plate of activities that he's doing while he's here. He got credentialed for WWE, I think for the first time. For, well, I get invited to some junkets. Okay, some junkets. So those are, you said Friday, Saturday? Yes, Friday Friday, Friday and Saturday morning, yes. Okay, awesome. I'm going to have Mr. Sean Rossap at my house on Sunday for a barbecue. We're coming here to this studio to watch NXT TakeOver on Saturday, SummerSlam Sunday. I am, I think for the first time ever, going to uh, take part in the uh, post-pay-per-view podcasts. For those two shows, that's going to be a real treat. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. We'll see I actually go. got invited to NXT and SummerSlam by WWE. There, do, you, like, do you want to go? Okay, okay. Let me know because if you do, I'm not coming to this podcast room. I'm just going to watch at home. Well, I mean, but then we would come to the podcast room after, right? It's going to take you like a half an hour. So? Uh, we'll see how that Jimmy, goes. Jimmy, you could have the, the viewer perspective. I could have the live perspective. Right. I mean, it can happen. It can ha- Tell us what you guys want. Tell us what you guys want. Are you, are you okay with a later start time? Because Jimmy doesn't have anything better to do. That I guarantee you. Nothing. Nothing. No, my life, my life is useless and lonely. So, uh, uh, Rob Wilkins sent a super chat. I am still able to see the super chat, guys. He said $2 towards the crack house. Put a couple more zeros behind it. You'll cover a night. Almost. Making a little bit of a dent. Almost. I appreciate it. So, I'm here. Melissa has agreed to this thumb wrestling match. I'm training hard. Uh-huh. I don't think she's training that hard. I don't think she's taking it that seriously, Jimmy. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling ready. I'm prepared. Uh, we're going to have a press conference next week. It's going to be a press conference. I was I was very concerned as, as to how Sean is training his thumb. 
to add strength for this thumb wrestling matchup, and I'm not going to ask how the hell he's doing it. That's uh, that's not my business. How about we move on and get to some news? Well, well we first, let, let's answer these super chats. Hannah Moore says, we good with the late start time. Kyle says, have they announced what channel AEW will be on in Toronto? I don't believe as of yet. They're negotiating with TSN. My gut tells me they're going to end up there. Yeah. Uh, reminder, guys, leave a super chat. We'll read your question or your statement on the air. Hot dog. Let's go ahead and talk about some wrestling. This elusive list that I finally got my eyes on. But Yes, you, you did. Here's the thing. You only let me see an old copy of the list. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I like to surprise you with stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I like it to be yeah. a, stupid. <laughs> stupid people is in here. Sean. You you remember how I would say that like every third, one third of your surprises mm-hmm. is a good one. This was one of the two that wasn't. You're like, oh, I'm going to let you see the list, and I was excited about it. Oh, really? But then it was the list from July 31st. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. I can't believe I gave you one that recent. Yeah. <laughs> I would have shot back to me if I, if I had a thought about it. You're heavily scripted, by the way. I make notes on everything because I don't want to forget stuff when okay. I'm on here, you know, spitballing. Okay. You know, I want to start by talking about Harley Race today. He uh, died on August 1st at the age of 76 after battling cancer. Uh, people have probably heard so many stories about him, eight-time NWA champion. You heard about legit tough guy. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair used to bring him on trips if he thought he might have a problem. Did you know about that? Yep. Did you hear about when the territories were dying out and Harley begrudgingly uh, went to a WWE show and brought a gun? Oh, yes. Hulk Hogan thought he was going to shoot him, but then he asked <laughs> for a job instead. Did you hear about that one? Yes, I did. And did you hear supposedly the two reasons that he became the king of the ring and was the king Harley Race. There are supposedly two reasons why that happened. Why why was that? The first one was it was a Vince McMahon rib. Oh, boy. He wanted him to have to carry a robe and a crown on the road because Harley had, like I said, begrudgingly gone to WWE, and so Vince played this rib on him and made him carry around all that gear. That's the first reason. The second reason that he became the king is because uh, Jerry Lawler's Memphis territory was still doing well. So Vince McMahon would promote shows in Memphis and put the king on the marquee. Oh, yeah, I do. And one of my favorite stories is CM Punk on the, uh, I think it was the Colt Cabana podcast, said that he would go hang out with Harley Race, and like underneath Harley's couch would be like $10,000 royalty checks uncashed. No way. (laughs) Really? And then Harley was like, eh, whatever. (laughs) I love that. Okay. My, My first exposure to Harley Race really was later on, and, uh, I got to see his King run and some of that. And even then, he was still more innovative than a lot of people. Like, I loved the, the teeter-totter spot he would do where he'd hang outside ropes. the ring, yep. he'd get hit, and he'd, he'd go back and forth. I love that. I love that he was a heel that could, that could actually wrestle. Yeah. Because back in the mid-'80s in WWE, the heels were not, you know, typically wrestlers. They were typically brawlers. Uh, and Harley Race, he beat the Junkyard Dog at WrestleMania three with a belly-to-belly suplex. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just not something the heels did back then, but he was an excellent wrestler. And uh, it's too bad. I heard stories about how Vince McMahon paid for his transportation to get him from where the hospital he was in to get him back home to Kansas City before he passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good on WWE to do that, you know? He's instrumental in a lot of careers. Like, yep. even Beer City Bruiser, I interviewed him a few months ago, and he talked about how he would find out what time Harley Race would come into his office when he was training there, and he would specifically show up early, do some chores. That way he would use that as an excuse to be like, oh, hey, Harley, what's up? And they'd watch tapes together. There were a lot of people that he had that kind of influence on, and now Leland Race is running WLW and the school and all that stuff, and they seem to be still successful. Right. Awesome. And and obviously the diving headbutt, he was the first that did that move too. So he'll be missed, but he had a hell of a run. So uh, SummerSlam, it's on Sunday. What all do you have planned so far? I know we said you're doing WWE junkets. What else are you? Well, uh, well, like I said, it's it's tough to plan anything because of the nature of scheduling. But I got tentative agreements from several wrestlers, like RJ City. He said he was going to bring somebody around. Uh, David Starr and I talked a little bit. I talked to Jordan Grace, so I'm hoping to get them either in studio or go to them. And there are some WWE people that I reached out to, and all of them were like, hey, if I'm there, I'll go to bat for you. I'll tell PR we want you to interview us. Uh, awesome. So hopefully we can get some of those, but a little, little wrench thrown into that. A lot of these people aren't getting in until Saturday. So. Yeah, so we found out. There's, I think there's an NXT show in Buffalo on Friday night. Yep. So that means that they literally are going to be getting in Saturday for oh, yeah. TakeOver. 
So kind of is what it is. What are you most looking forward to on the SummerSlam card itself? The SummerSlam card itself. Because we're not going to go over the entire card. I, I know it, it sounds crazy, but Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. Really? Because I want if it's not a squash, yeah. I want to see what Dolph Ziggler can get out of Goldberg. Because if I'm Goldberg, I don't want a squash match there. I want to prove that I don't suck as badly as it looks like I sucked. Because the Undertaker proved that he didn't suck as much as it looks like looked like he sucked. Yeah. Plus, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, you can say what you want about Matt Riddle, but him running around saying all that stuff ain't helping Goldberg's case. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting one. I think it's going to be mostly a squash. I think maybe Ziggler getting a couple of super kicks that Goldberg is going to no yeah. sell, and maybe even uh, do you think maybe he bump off a zigzag? Do you think he might do that? Maybe five minutes and I'm good. That's yeah. it. All yeah. I need is five minutes out of a Goldberg match. Right. Hey, all I needed was 15, 20 seconds out of a Ronda Rousey fight. I don't need yeah. like something all the way to be a spectacle. But the thing is, if you want me to buy Goldberg squashes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to buy the fact that he couldn't squash, not only couldn't squash a 50-something-year-old Undertaker with a fake hip, uh, but he couldn't get him up for his moves. So. Yeah, I still think the Heat had something to do with it. I would, I, think, I would I think, say so. I think so. he contributed. I am looking forward to uh, Bray Wyatt's first match back as the Fiend. That, that, yeah, that Looking too. forward to that. I think he's going to wear the, ma- the mask the whole thing, I think. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to Trish Stratus, Charlotte. People perform a lot differently in those masks. It's true. It's true. But I'm looking forward to that. Trish Stratus, Charlotte. I think that's going to be it for Trish. Yeah. So uh, I want to see that match. I want to see Kofi Randy Orton. I think that's going to be an interesting match. Do you think Trish puts over Charlotte in Toronto? Yes. She should. Yes. She should. I think Trish taps out. She Charlotte. should. Yes. She definitely should. Yeah. Uh, speaking of masks, Jacob Noble says, where's Sean's doppelganger? I always have such a trouble saying that word. Oh, dear? Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Uh, and Tim Traver says... I have Harley Race on the background of my Facebook page, RIP. So we have the mask. Uh, I will ask Brady to bring it over here in a second. Oh, God. Uh, Sean got to meet his mask. Brady, can you grab that for me? This is unreasonable. (sighs) There you go, buddy. This is (laughs) how it is. Yeah. Look at that uncanny. And you know what I loved about this, too? So when Sean got here today, he had the man bun going, and I was like, couldn't have been a better situation. But he's got the man bun. Judy! (laughs) Right in the penis! (laughs) That's pretty amazing. I was telling you, it's generous to my hairline. I got the old widow's peak, but... I don't think it's as bad as you suggest. I mean, maybe it's because I'm self-conscious. That's probably what it is. Maybe. Because you know I'm sensitive, Jimmy. Uh, Overly. Overly, we know this. Now, let me ask you this question. So... Actually, let me ask you. This is your first time seeing the mask. This is the, your first time seeing the Fightful Championship belt in person. What are your thoughts on this stuff? Well, I wish that my first time seeing the Fightful Championship in person wasn't such an obnoxious situation. Because as you've noticed, I've made a conscious effort to be humble. Oh, yes, conscious. Humble. Conscious effort. And that did not seem... I, I, I have a vision for this championship because let's be honest Fightful is my life's work and I don't think it would be right if I didn't win that championship so I'm going to do everything that I can to win it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to be a humble champion humble humble champion I I, I and I'm very excited for the press conference next week I'm hanging around a little bit extra mm-hmm. going to do a press conference with Melissa because as we know Jimmy I will. I am humble, and I will admit that I lost. Okay. But I am undefeated at press conferences. I see. I see. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to see how that one goes, I guess. Now, this SummerSlam, going back to SummerSlam, it was a 14-match card, mm-hmm. right? Then they took off Aleister Black, Sami Zayn, which I thought was a good thing. Yes, very. Right? Got that off the card. Then they changed Miz Dolph to Goldberg Dolph, which means it'll be a short match. Yep. Also a good thing. But then what did they do? They added Drew Gulak against Tony Larkin. I that's, like that. That's what added to the card. I like that match, though. And they left the Roman thing open, which tells me that they're probably going to do something impromptu with Roman, too. Yeah. Which means it's still going to be a long-ass card. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you want a seven, potentially seven-hour or six-hour show on well, Sunday night? No, I don't. But I, mean, I think maybe I have less problem with it than most people because I cover six, seven-hour UFC events every single week. Right. So maybe I'm conditioned for it. 
if it's SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, shows like that, Money in the Bank even, right. I'm okay with that. We do not need stomping grounds at 11, 12 matches like right. it was. Like, yeah. we, we don't need that. I agree. I agree. And from this show, no Braun Strowman. No, not, who, not yet. Not yet. Well, okay, not yet. Two years ago, he was the hottest thing in the company. Mm-hmm. Now there's no Braun Strowman advertised. No Baron Corbin is advertised. Bobby Lashley, I guess, had elbow surgery. That's what we're on him? Yep. He's out till at least November. He's up for a while. Lacey Evans, no Lacey Evans. No Daniel Bryan yet, mm-hmm. officially. No Roman Reigns yet, officially. Meaning that we could potentially, I don't know how many matches it is now. They took two off, added one, probably 13 matches. So we could potentially still end up with 14 or 15 matches. And I, Braun Strowman showing up with the Maria Kanellis thing leads me to believe maybe he could get involved in the 24-7. And I think him being involved in a 24-7 skit it doesn't need prestige because that's not what it is. Yep. But it, he could be very entertaining in that as no well. No one's going to beat him. Who Nobody's going to beat him? Nobody's going to beat him. Rob no. Wilkins says, Jimmy SRS hated the Netflix doc called Jack of All Trades. Did you ever go to Slugger's Sports Cards back in the day? SRS, tell Rusev I miss him. I don't talk to Rusev. Uh, he probably bet Russo. Oh. He said Rusev. Oh, he said Rusev? Rusev. And Avery Dunn said, I'd love... If FFH Bray comes out as a swerve at, at SummerSlam, I think you, you got to have him be the fiend. Yeah, oh, oh, got to have be. him be the fiend. He will be, and he's going to win it quick. Yeah, he's going to win it quick. Probably win with the Mandible Claw, and then uh, and then Finn Balor can go away for a while. Hopefully, come back as part of the OC. That makes sense to me. I love it. I right? think I think that there is money in the Undisputed Era and the OC eventually. Survivor Series. That is a, I mean, that is a feud. And is he, this, is, this is not rocket science. Yeah. It's not that hard. I want to talk to you a little bit about Raw and SmackDown this week. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Raw, to me, was a very polarizing show. Mm-hmm. Again, right? There were some good things to like, and there was some stuff that was just utter trash. So on the one hand, Ray Andrade, I thought, was really good again. Of course, right. yeah. Maybe getting redundant now, but still a little, really, really good. A little pointless, too. A little pointless, too. I love that Gallows had the war paint from New Japan. Dug that. And Michael Cole actually acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Bray used the Mandible Claw again to confirm it wasn't a one-off with Foley. He confirmed yes. that this is going to be his move, which is great. I think it fits <laughs> and him And people perfectly. still argued with me about it. That Kurt they're, can't take a bump either? They were like, ah, what about Kurt? Kurt's old. And, like, he wrestled four months oh, ago. Oh, he had, could take it, no he's problem. Had 20 matches in the past year. Yeah, he could take it, no problem. Yeah. He could. But on the negative side, so you had Samoa Joe doing the raw hostage gimmick yeah. uh, when the guy has lost every major match over the last, what, year. So it's hard for me to take him seriously, just like Sami Zayn. Of course. Right? Hard, hard for me to take him seriously. That was an issue I had with the show. Trish Stratus. Why not save her to SummerSlam? Why was she out there well, in the ring? They did, kind of. Technically, they she did. had more contact in her promo on SmackDown than she did in all this that happened on Raw. This was dumb. I didn't get it. I didn't. And there might be somebody out there that was going to order SummerSlam because they want to see Trish back in her ring gear. You never know how people are, and they saw it on Raw now. It didn't make any sense to me why they would do that. I didn't get that. Seth Rollins. Let me Spe- tell you something. Well, speaking of, we got a super chat. Think we might get a Seth turn to win the title? Uh, say that again? Somebody asks if we think we might get a Seth turn to win the title. Like a heel turn? Yeah. No. I don't think so either. No. They, they're, not, they're not deep enough at the top of the card in baby faces. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins. The guy comes out with a chair selling injuries from last week, right? Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, okay... He's going to get the best of Brock today. Sure. Right? Because otherwise he looks like a stupid idiot that he would go out there injured and get laid out again. He would look like a moron. Yeah. But then that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Why do they book baby faces like idiots? Because they do it a lot. They book baby faces like idiots See, that, that's why I liked how they've built or built Roman Reigns over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he's getting hit by cars and shit's falling on him. He's at least, he saw Buddy Murphy in the footage. He went back and watched it. Right. Right. Um, but also, if you got Roman Reigns hunting people down, say, hey guys, where'd you get that dash cam footage from the car that hit me? Right. Like, so that, that type of stuff, they get in the way of making their own baby faces. I think Impact books baby faces really well. Like, every pay-per-view, I find myself wanting their baby faces to win. And WWE doesn't do that very often. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to to some degree, but WWE has a real hard time booking baby faces. And I, I agree. Don't know why? I don't know. I don't know why either. SmackDown. What did you hear yesterday? We're doing this again on Wednesday the seventh. Oh, what did you hear? 
So, I mean, it was hardly just me. Ryan Satin and Brian Alvarez also had reported it, but the first draft didn't get passed around until 7.30. Do you know how hard that is for, like, producers and agents and wrestlers and all Cameramen, that Cameramen, they want to set up spots. Yeah. Everybody. Commentators, maybe. It's... You can't you can't just do that every week, but Vince did it, and I thought the first two weeks that he did it, well, the last two before last, two last night were pretty good. Yep. Last night, nothing happened. No, they. I felt they did nothing to push SummerSlam at all. Roman Reigns was the focal point when he has no official match. Yeah. For SummerSlam, I thought that was. It felt to me like the Roman angle. Obviously, it was hot shotted. Yes. But the Roman angle should have started a month ago. So they could have officially made Roman Bryan for SummerSlam. I agree. Instead of it being kind of like a throwaway. I, I didn't really get that. Bailey Ember Moon. I don't know what I going despise on there. this whole build. I despise the whole build, right? The, one, the first thing I hated about it, so Natalia's got Ember in the uh, sharpshooter at ringside. Yes. Right? Natalia's looking right at the referee because that's where she's focusing, right? Mm-hmm. Referee counts to 10, fine. The match doesn't mean anything. That's okay. But then she's still got the move on or Bailey's music hits, right? Yeah. Meaning Bailey's going to run out. That Natty's still got the hold on. Yep. Don't you think she's thinking, I'm not facing this way, I'm facing the ring. I'm going to get hit from behind. But she kept the, the, the hold on. Then Ember Moon, who last week, when she let Bailey help her up, took the, the belly to belly. Yeah. She let her help her up again. Well, Ember has just been beaten down and beaten down and beaten and down. And made to look stupid. She got beaten in the match. She got beaten up by Bailey. Then she yep. got... Just jobbed out by Natalia to some degree. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the hell this super chat means. JV, how about my Rangers and Panarin, Triuba, and Kako? Yeah. So Panarin, Panarin is the, the, the big free agent oh, that no, they Panarin landed. Bread. The, actually, they call him the bread man. Wow. Yes. They call him the bread man. He was a big free agent signing. Jacob Truba was a defenseman. They traded uh, from the Winnipeg Jets. And Kako is the second round overall pick. That Why is Melissa sending us super chats, Jimmy? I mean, it's great that she wants to get back. It's great she wants to get back. She's only doing it because she knows that contractually I am obligated to mention the fact that she did it. Melissa, when she you didn't... when you hold on a second, when you do the revenue report for me next week for FIFA, can you highlight your your money that you paid please? She highlight did that? Here's the thing, she $2 Canadian. So it's literally the minimum that you can possibly <laughs> do because oh, yeah. you can't even do that little if in USD. I wonder that's, I wonder if she used a, a company Gmail account for that. That's a buck fifty USD. I know that the and she didn't even leave a comment. She didn't leave a comment? She did she just Oh, she could have said anything. That was your I know. Offer. She just wanted me to mention her. <laughs> that's not humble. Rob Wilkins, who is humble, says I think Andrade needs a baby face turn. Your thoughts? Uh, possibly. The problem is that I think uh, the act is Zelina Vega. I think Zelina Vega is more of a natural heel. Uh, and I think that if you take take her away from the act, he's going to struggle. Yeah. In my opinion. Because he can't speak good enough English to cut a promo. So I kind of would leave him where they're at, I think. So one more thing I want to talk about from SmackDown that, that kind of bothered me. They tried to put heel heat on Shane over the fact that he would not agree to put his career on the line. Yeah. Uh, and I despise watching that because I watched that thinking to myself, Shane's got all the leverage right now. Yeah. KO already agreed to put his career on the line. Why would he say, sure, I'll do it too? No idiot would agree to that. Of course. How does, that make, how does that make him a, a bad guy? It doesn't. No. So I didn't like that. You know it didn't what? make he, any sense. He can't always be a bad guy. But we do have the bad boy, Joey Janela, on the show. Take a look. Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with the bad boy, that's Joey Janella. That's me. Look at Marco Stunt over here. Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt in the shot. How's it going? Hey, that's going good. I guess that's what the bad boy does. That's what I do. Brings in cameos, bring, yeah. brings in viewers. Brings in money. You just officially announced next year's spring break, which you kind of told me a few months ago. You're like, yeah, we booked the venue. It's already happening. It's happening. We signed a deal. Ain't no one stopping us. The Titan ain't getting us this time. What are you looking to do at that spring break outside of breaking 400 doors? Uh, Probably more than 400 doors. Probably 500. The budget is much higher. We have 4,000 seats to sell out. We'll probably do it pretty fast this year. I'm pretty confident in that... uh, in that ability to uh, draw money. 
you go into next year's knowing that you'll go head to head with SmackDown as they announce that. I saw where you even mentioned that. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of moving dates around or anything like that, but you are moving to one night. Why the decision to do that? Yeah, because uh, two nights was a last-minute sporadic thing. Uh, this year we're going against SmackDown. I really don't care. I know we're going to sell out the bitch anyway. No one cares about SmackDown. Well, uh, people do care about AEW. Uh, not to date this too much. I mean, I think people know that we're at StarCast, yeah. but... You, you told me that your deal with AEW starts officially May 1st. You're with them for yeah. several years. How does that affect your schedule? Because you're a guy that was wrestling all the time, and now your, your schedule's a little bit more clear, I would assume? Yeah, starting in October, I'm uh, clearing all indie dates. It's going to be strictly AEW besides spring break, of course. Maybe I'll try to weasel myself onto a little bit more GCW shows, but who knows? Uh, they got a big TV deal. You know, Once TV comes in, you know, it's... Uh, you know, it's everything I ever dreamed of, so why would I want to do anything else? And if the schedule is lighter than it, it usually is, then fuck it, man. It's more time for me to party, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, from, from a mental standpoint, the hustling that always goes on with the type of schedule that you have. Yeah. And it probably went from hustling to people just booking you out and you having to be like, man, I can't make that date, can't make that date, I'm booked out. But now you've got, like, a place to call home. What, what does that mean to you as somebody who's performed for so long? Yeah, it's pretty wild. I've been wrestling for 14 years now, and uh, I never thought it would get, you know, sometimes I always had doubts in myself that I would make it this far. But in the last couple of years, you know, uh, things have really picked up. Uh, it's been crazy. I had a line out the fucking door today, me and, me and uh, Penelope. So, uh, yeah, it's everything I ever dreamed of, and... Uh, I'm all I'm all in on AEW 100%, and I believe in what their vision is and uh, the creative freedom they're going to give me is uh, was definitely the option over uh, the WWE, and uh, you know I, I, I definitely wanted uh, my own creative freedom and uh, to uh, express myself the way I've been doing for years on the independents, and there I think the Bucks, Cody, and uh, Omega, and all those guys are going to let me do that. Last question: Did you steal Stokely Hathaway CD player? I did not steal a CD player. Uh, I, 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 I've heard rumors on who did steal the CD player, and he may or may not be Leo Rush. That's why there's so much heat on him. Wow. Uh, in the company right now is because he stole Stokely's uh, CD is, player. Is that why he's home for 90 days? That's, that's the rumor that he actually it's nothing to do with carrying the water coolers to the hotel. It's actually everything to do with stealing Stokely Hathaway's CD player. Joey Janela, breaking news here. Joey, I want to thank you so much. Hey, thank you, dude. Oh, that, well, we'll, do, we'll do it this way. Why not? Let's do this. Let's do, yeah, we'll do this pose. Like this. But we're back with the real Fightful Championship. There's nothing more humble, Jimmy, than this. Like, look, I don't want a water bottle in the shot, but... <laughs> That's a great cap. Oh, we're going to have to get a capture of that. That's a great capture right there. Have you ever seen like hunting pictures where people like take their dogs out hunting? Oh, I thought you were going to say when they're posing with their catch. Well, uh, or, well, kind of. Yeah. And they've got the dog and they hold it up by like, yeah. hold the tail up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Future champion. Would you believe, Sean, that mask cost as much as the belt? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I honestly would. Also, um,. Man, I see. Here's the thing. I don't like to talk about what Fightful makes or not, but uh -huh. cutting into those profit margins, Jimmy. First, it was mugs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Then it was paper masks. Yeah. Then it was this. Here's a funny story. I don't know if Kyler will like that. I put him on blast like this. Uh-huh. But one day after you premiered that, he sent me a message and he goes, Jimmy's kind of obsessed with your face, huh? <laughs> it was the obsessed. Best. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I can't get enough, Kyler. Also, I can't get enough. There's something I want to put over. So we were in a mad rush before this. Uh-huh. And we had to get the interview segment up. Yep. And I said, Brady, shoot me some pistols if it's good to go. Mm-hmm. He shot me the pistols. Yeah, you he just, didn't disappoint. You just Sorry. spit all over my hand. Well, I, I just shot you with the spitzels. <laughs> yeah, you did. But he did. He went bam, bam. And I oh, was like, he? all right, hands up. I'm ready to go. Awesome. I appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, okay, so last week on this podcast, and I know that we're going to get some hate in the chat because people are going to think I'm suggesting what I'm not suggesting. But last week on this podcast, we talked about the, the Live Nation ticket scandal. Yeah. And we talked about how Live Nation, which is a major uh, 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 concert producer, live event producer, ticket manager, they admitted that at least a dozen occasions they put tickets for sale on the secondary market first in order to get the marked up prices uh, and they would only put a, a few tickets on uh, on you know public for sale sites. <coughs> then they would announce automatic sellouts. Yeah, and this is something that they did. So we talked about this on the podcast last week, last Friday, August second. Tickets went on sale for AEW's first show on TNT last Thursday, August first. I hit up Sean and I said, "Hey, Sean, there are hundreds of tickets currently for sale for AEW's uh, TNT taping on secondary websites like StubHub and, and Vivid Seats." And uh, we talked about it a little bit. He put it on Twitter. People said this is a common practice with, with, with ticket brokers or whatever. The reason I want to mention this is because uh, tickets went on sale August 2nd. Uh, there was supposedly glitches with Ticketmaster. They announced within three hours that, that the tickets had sold out. I am not suggesting the AEW did anything because I don't think it's an AEW thing. But I do believe, just like with Double or Nothing when I said this, I think online ticket brokers are all over the AEW events. Uh, I think we saw it with with the first TNT taping, but the good news is they sold out regardless. Whether yeah. whether they're through ticket brokers or not, well, they, they sold out regardless. Young Bucks announced like a figure, and they said it was ten thousand, but that more tickets could be released. That they're doing about two or three thousand, I guess, camera kills. Right, but I mean, still, you're talking three shows that they are. Let, let's be honest. All In was an AEW show yep. that was produced by ROH. Yep. That's what it was. Yep, yep. So this outfit of people has, like, in under one year, sold out three events. I'm sorry, did you call it an outfit of people? Outfit of people, yes. <laughs> outfit of people. It sold out, like, four 10,000-plus shows. That's not easy to do. No, it is. And, and the reason I'm even talking about this whole ticket broker thing and, and all of that is because I think AEW needs to stay the course. I think they need to not buy into the hype. They need to keep booking venues in the five to 10,000 seat range. Do not listen to Dave Meltzer's bullshit with booking stadiums. That's ridiculous. Keep booking the venues that you're booking. They announced that the next two tapings, uh, October 9 and October 16, one is going to be in Boston at the Aganis Arena. Don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, which is on the campus of Boston University. The 16th show is going to be at Leah Chorus Center in Philadelphia at Temple University. Uh, the first venue holds about 7,200 for concerts. The second holds about 10,000. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I think that, and I actually think that these are very brilliant moves that they're making because not only are they good size-wise, mm-hmm. they're in wrestling towns, yeah. Boston and Philadelphia, and they're on the campus campus of universities, which is your target market. Yep. Uh, I think it's brilliant they what they're doing. some nitro parties there. There you go. Maybe they could. Those. Maybe they could, but I think it's brilliant what they're doing. I think they need to stay the course. Don't get sucked into this hype uh, because I contend, like I've always contended, that I think online digital ticket brokers are making up a lot of this demand because they know AEW is a hot ticket right now. And it's not going to be like this forever. This is kind of like the you know the the initial buzz for this promotion. Stay the course. Book the venues you're booking. Book the towns you're booking. I think they're being very smart. Yeah, that. I like it. I thought those were very good moves. Um, I'm looking at possibly going to the DC show as media. Yep. So we'll see how that ends up. But 
Yeah, man. It, I think I think those were promising moves and good ones, and I, I think so they have a chance of selling all three of them out. Oh, I think they will, especially not knowing that they're on the, the campus of universities. Yeah. Brilliant. I think what it's, do you I think, think it's a the fourth move. one will be that they teased Kenny Omega announcing but cut off? I didn't hear about that, but if I was to guess, when you look at the markets they've already booked, maybe it'll be Pittsburgh. Maybe it'll be New York. Maybe it'll be... I think it's going to be a wrestling town. Heard from Melissa again. You d- again? She sent a super chat of $2. And she says, a toonie to console SRS for being a little bitch. She didn't say little. She said little. And let me tell you, saying little instead of little uh, is not humble. And I do not appreciate it. I brought a toonie with me. You did? Yeah, I did. I had one left over. Okay. I also had a $20 bill left over. I got to spend that. Awesome. Go to Tim Hortons. Wouldn't take me long to spend it there. No. See, like when I, when I first met you, I didn't know what a Tim Hortons was. Of course, of course. And the first hotel you put me in was like maybe 100 feet from a Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my credit card statement after that and I had like 15 charges <laughs> that week. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Tim's is good stuff. Uh, what did you think of Cain Velasquez's pro wrestling debut last weekend? I was impressed. It was. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. He's got two more appearances there. People in WWE yep. were watching. Yep. And the thing is, I was telling Showdown Joe on Tuesday, yep. like we think of Cain Velasquez as like one of the big dudes. Well, yep. pro wrestling in AAA, sure, he's big. You put him in WWE, he ain't that big. And you look at his physique, he ain't that imposing. Yeah. Which kind of went to my point. Go check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash Fightful. I posted a video in stunning 4K quality, Jimmy, wow. of me talking about the perceptions of... I'm sorry, like, it was stunning? Stunning 4K. Stunning 4K. It was good lighting, too. Good uh, lighting. Natural lighting. What do you think of this lighting? I love it. I love good. it. It's very soft. Yeah. Mine hurts my eyes. This does not bother me in no, the least. But it's not bad. So you should probably get me a couple of these. Um, but anyway, like you look at him and you're like, okay, that's not like a world beater. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that that guy's not legit because he beat up everybody. He beat up Brock Lesnar. He yes. beat up all these people. Yes. So uh, I think it accomplishes a lot of things in one. It gets a crossover star. Yep. If you're AEW, you probably wouldn't mind having a guy who beat up Brock Lesnar. Oh, I mean, there's no question. Showing up here and there. Yeah. There's no question that Cody Rhodes, who was part of the tag team with Cain Velasquez, there's no question he was like, uh, here, take my number. Yeah, exactly. No question about it. Uh, now, speak, obviously, sorry, well, I was just going to say. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, yep. we got a super chat. What's Brock's best all-time match? Iron Man versus Kurt? To be honest with you, I'd have to really go back and think about it. I really liked the match when he came back with Cena. The uh, the what was, what was it? Extreme Rules or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was a really good match, a really hard-hitting match. The Hell in a Cell from a few years ago I thought was an amazing match. Yeah, that uh, was good, but... too. Oh, and you know what else? The match matches with the smaller guys. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, who was that? Was Dan O'Brien another one? Yeah, I loved so much of his first run, though. He was so versatile and did a lot of things. Sorry to interrupt. Back to your point. No, I was going to say it was pretty clear to me that that match was designed to make Kane look good. Of course. Like, that was the point. The point was to get Cain Velasquez over and to make him look good. He didn't really have to sell any uh, any offense. But the fact of the matter is, is he did a uh, head scissors, a flying head scissors. He did a springboard uh, arm, drag. arm drag. Yeah, not an arm God. drag. And you got to remember, if you guys don't know UFC, Cain Velasquez, he would have been probably the greatest heavyweight of all time in, in the UFC. But he's been injury prone pretty much his entire career. He's never been able to put a good run together because he's always been injured. Pro wrestling, to me, when I heard he was getting in pro wrestling, I thought he's going to get hurt. Yeah, and knee injuries at that. Yeah, yeah. Knee injuries. And he's not a bigger guy in pro wrestling, as I mentioned. He's right. pretty big, but we're talking 235, maybe. Yeah, and he's like 6'1". Yeah. So he's not like this big giant guy. No, no. So to see him do a, a springboard tornado arm drag right. with the knee issues that he's had, and looked really smooth in the ring. I liked yep. it, man. I thought it looked good, too. He should lose the mask, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was a one-off for him because, like, Cain Velasquez is a known celebrity. I would lose the mask. But if I'm WWE, and again, we know Vince McMahon doesn't really know shit about fuck when it comes to MMA. <laughs> yeah. Hunter does, oh, right? Yeah. And if I'm Triple H, tell me that there wouldn't be money in Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley against Cain Velasquez, Daniel Cormier. Tell me there wouldn't be money in that. Of course, of course. Tell me MMA fans would not tune in to watch that match. I would love to see that. I would love it too. It'd be great. They could put on a match in Cormier. They could put on a bit of a redemption for Brock because of Cain, but 
a lot of people in MMA, I can't say everybody, somebody will bitch about it, wanted to see Cormier and Brock Lesnar. Yes. And they didn't get to. And Kane and DC, again, for anybody that doesn't know MMA, Kane and DC are the best of friends. Yes. Kane Velasquez has already said that he wants to form a tag team with Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is a massive pro wrestling fan. And so there's a very good chance that they're going to do a, a, some stuff together. And you know Brock doesn't give a shit. He's just in it for the payday anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's That's Brock. He'll do whatever it is that he can to get I that I personally payday. would love to see that if they did that. And Lashley, he would fit right in. Lashley would not be out of place yeah. in a match like that. Yeah, so, he's got some time off. Though. I think it would be great. Okay, let's go to Sean's favorite segment, Stupid People. Oh, boy, in person. In person. Stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. And the new segment we came up with is Stupid People. Stupid people, stupid people. Duh. Sean was just saying we have a really good uh, live view count for this podcast, so I should bring him out here every week. Yeah, that would that'd be a good way to uh, make this a cost-effective I, website. I, I mean, come on, Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> we, we got a new weekend guy starting soon. Carlos yeah. is full-time. Yeah. We, we, I got to find some stuff to do. Sean, let me tell you something. What? Tony Khan recently said in an interview that those BR Live shows that they did, mm-hmm. Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, they took a bath on them financially, right? Mm-hmm. They did it because, you know, it's the it's thing you do. It's always good to be clean. And, Take a bath. Yeah. Cute. But they did it because that's what you do when you're building a business. Yeah. I could completely relate to that interview with Tony Khan. I could relate because it's been three years and we have yet to turn a problem. Why do you say that in public? Uh, okay. I'd like people to know let's, that, let's that I'm talk. in this for the long haul. You know, well, I would hope so. Haul. I am. Because Otherwise, I wouldn't have got a belt and a hey, mask made. You telling me you were in for the long haul, I mean, that's all I needed to hear about a month ago, right? Uh, well, it's been I, longer, that, but yeah. Eh, wow. But well, let's talk about how... YouTube revenue has quadrupled <laughs> this past year. From like 100 to 400? Quadrupled. <laughs> Let's talk about how Fightful Select <laughs> revenue has... I can't even count Whose that. idea was that? Mine. Oh, is that right? Much to your that... chagrin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how I launched a completely new channel. Yeah. Made a little bit there, too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Damn. What the hell were you just doing with your hands? This, Jimmy. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like balls. Is Jimmy. that how you work out your thumb for the, for the, uh, thumb I'm doing a lot. I might, you know what? I need to show people how I'm working out my thumbs. Not right now. Not right now. You okay, can do it later. Fine, do it later. Fine. All right. This first one reported by Eurohoops.net on August 3rd. You're a Seinfeld fan, right? Eurohoops. Eurohoops.net. I go. Oh, no. I go to Eurobasket. Never yeah. Mind. Eurohoops.net. Okay. You a Seinfeld fan? Yeah, I am. Do you remember the episode when Elaine Bennis wants to go on a work trip to Kenya and her boss makes her take a urine test? Poppy seeds. Poppy seeds. Opium showed up in her in her urine. Yeah, of course. Uh, and he had an issue with with uh, opium because he had a bad experience with opium. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to let her go. She gives him. She's give me one more chance. Give me one yeah. more chance. She gets an old lady to provide her with a urine sample. Boss comes back and says, "Well, the good news is uh, you no longer test positive for opium. The bad news is you have menopause and osteoporosis, and so you can't go to Kenya because you're in like your 40s and yeah. you have like the body of an 80 year old woman." There's a reason I'm telling you that story okay. before I go to this one. There is an American basketball player. His name is DJ Cooper. He plays pro ball in Europe. He's going through menopause. Well, I, you're, we're going to get to it. So back in 2014, he applied for citizenship in Bosnia. Okay. And, and he was part of the Bosnian national basketball team. Probably the, the best team in the world. I'm I sure bet. they did very well. I'm sure yeah. they did. Uh, this time out, he wanted to join the team again. Okay. And he had to undergo a drug test because those are the rules by uh, FIBA, the uh, International Basketball Federation. Yes. So he uh, underwent a drug test, and based on that drug test, he got a two-year suspension by FIBA. What came up that got him suspended by FIBA for two years? Oh, probably some reproductive female pills. According to the urine test, he was pregnant. Turned out that he uh, tried to pass off a sample of his girlfriend's urine as his own, not knowing she was pregnant. Congratulations! <laughs> Boy! Yeah. Damn! Yep. Came back pregnant. 
there was the presence of HCG, a hormone made by the placenta during pregnancy. He got suspended for fraud. He's not eligible to play again until next year. Ah, uh, well, hey, that's a lot better than two years from now, right? Is that it, it was because the original suspension was two years? Yeah, right? but he it actually so it happened last year that he got uh, suspended. Okay, it just came out why he got suspended. It's paternity leave. Maybe that's what he could use. Hannah Moore use. says, from my kids, because they're a major together, vape Ross, vape, promote Mr. Warren Hayes. We do every week. Follow him at Mr. Warren Hayes on Twitter. Better yet, subscribe to Fightful Select. Here is NXT 2K, or UK and 205 Live Review. This next one reported by Post Media News on July 19. Oh, you're going to like this one, man. You're going to like this one. So a train station in Short Hills, New Jersey, experienced flooding during a downpour, Right. Seemed that was a little too much for one man that was trying to enter uh, the station without getting wet. Man's wearing a nice little suit, doesn't want to get wet entering the station. What do you think happened? Um, I don't know. We have the clip. It's courtesy of uh, Ashley Moss on Twitter. Put the clip up, Brady. Yeah. So first off, I apologize that that was stretched out. I guess OBS, the software, did it. But yeah, he uh, he got a uh, a lady friend to give him a piggyback into the station. Okay, so I got to ask the question. They fucking? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, I suppose, to ask. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume, based on what we just saw, no. Yeah, I don't think he's fucking anybody. No, no. No, no, that's what happened. This last one, this is going to be one of the best SRS files that we have ever had in the history of the Listen Your Boy podcast. And you know why, Sean? You know why? Why? Because this was sent in by me. By me. Uh, this happened to me on Monday, August the 5th. We're doing this on August 7th, Sean. On Monday, August the 5th, it was a Canadian... Are you all right there? I'm ready. I'm good. I'm an athlete, Jimmy. It was, it was a Canadian holiday, Sean. I, I learned that when Melissa didn't talk shit to me in the Skype chat. That's right. So I was, I was at home in the afternoon in the pool with my daughter. Uh, and suddenly when I was in the pool with my daughter, we, were, uh, we had a few guests join us she unexpectedly. Pool, didn't that didn't happen. Oh. No. But we had a few unexpected guests. I've got a video that I took. Go ahead and put that up, Brady. I don't know what they're doing in here. <laughs> I guess so. I think I think they're probably going to get right back out again. I think. Never seen ducks in here before, eh, baby? Uh, well, they're going to be afraid of you. You should leave them alone. Because they're going to be afraid of you. So, what happened next was, my wife was in the house. I thought, you know what? She might like to uh, to see these ducks out here, right? Yeah. So, I called her and I said, come on out and see what's going on in here. My wife comes out, walks onto the deck, sees the ducks in the pool. What does she proceed to do, Sean? Did she shoot the ducks <laughs> in cold blood in front of everybody? And With my daughter them. in the pool. They cooked them for dinner? <laughs> uh, no, uh, not quite that violent. <laughs> She went back in the house and got a, a loaf of bread, a bag of bread. Oh, yes. My wife comes outside. I made sure not to swear in front of my daughter, but I basically said, <laughs> no effing way are you feeding ducks in our backyard. They are going to stick around, and they're going to crap everywhere. And I said, there is no way that you're doing that. And I was adamant. I got pretty hot, Sean. Did you? I got pretty hot, and, and uh, I grabbed the bag of uh, bread from her. <laughs> and what? No, we're not done. So what she did was, knowing I was going to take that bag of bread, she took a piece of bread and put it in her waistband of her pants. Amazing. And then as soon as she was far enough away, she took it out and started feeding the ducks. Oh, I got very hot. I got very hot about how how can you not listen to me? You're going to fuck everything up. There's going to be a big problem. I want to show you the aftermath. We have a couple of photos. Go ahead. Put the first one up, Brady. I love it. There's the... (laughs) Put up the other one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Jimmy, well, I, I hate to tell you, I hope you weren't expecting a clean media room because I brought my pets along with yeah. me. <laughs> I brought one of my pets with me. Yeah. And yeah. this little fella's shitting everywhere. Is he? Everywhere. Well, that's what happened. That's what happened. And I, I told my wife, because those ducks stuck around for uh, two days, almost three. That's amazing. And I told my wife, whenever they're out there, you are going out there and you are shooing them away. Then my contractor was out this morning and she said, <coughs> she said, uh, will you ask him to power wash the stone because it's got duck shit all over it? And I said, no, this is your problem. You're going to handle it. So she went out and asked him to power wash the, the stone. You sound so proud, Jimmy. Jimmy. Would you believe that people walk around with limp penises all the time? Um, I can kind of understand that might Would happen you, occasionally. Why? why? Because sometimes people have issues they can't control. Well, and sometimes people don't have issues that they can't control. They just want to walk around with a hard dick all day. And fortunately, you can do that thanks to Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they're better, they're faster, and they're cheaper, Jimmy. And I know you like cheap. You are a notorious cheapskate. Notoriously. Notoriously. Notorious. Uh, you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. They're prescribed online. They ship straight to your door in a discreet package, so your mailman's not going to be rolling up like, Sup with your dick, homie. You, he's not going to know. Unless you tell him. Is that what the mailman would say? He'd probably say, sup with your dick, homie. And then when you told him what was up, he'd be like, damn, I'd like to leave that by the back door if you know what I'm saying. He would say, got a little bit of a special delivery, do you? Maybe it's something I can handle with care if you know what I'm saying. BlueChew.com. It gets into your system a lot faster because it's a chewable. You don't have to wait around. You don't have to wait around all day. It's ready when you are. And you can use the code FIGHTFUL to get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping, Jimmy. $5 shipping. That's it for a hard, erect penis and an outstanding sexual performance? That's all you got to do. Mailmen just asking about your wiener. <laughs> All day. Uh, curiously. Well. Anxiously. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Hit them up at BlueChew. Let them you know, know you heard about them from us and my cat and probably the mailman. Whether it's UPS, FedEx, I don't know who the hell's going to bring it to you, but I know they're bringing you a batch of hard dick. <laughs> Sorry for the delay there. I was in a different scene. It's okay. That's it's all right. right. It's all right. Um, what was with Matt Riddle's rant on YouTube? What was that about? Well, I mean, he's Matt Riddle. Did you see Chris Jericho's response? I saw a picture where he... Oh, he, God, it was phenomenal. I saw that. I told Matt that he should have made that his profile picture. He did not get back to me. Why but, did he tell Chris Jericho that he'd beat the shit out of him? Because Jericho said that he needed to listen and learn to, I guess, his elders. Because when... Riddle targeted Goldberg. He had people like Booker T coming after him and Lance Storm coming after him. And I mean, he said some stuff that was not good, like saying that he fell asleep in a Lance Storm seminar. He said that he is 10 Yikes. times entertainer Storm ever was. Uh, and he said he'd beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. And I saw that and I thought, what's the benefit? I mean, WWE's not going to do anything. Sure. No. They, they, why wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, I had somebody say, oh, they'll fire him. No. no. They, they literally hired him the moment they got any idea that ROH and New Japan were going to compete. Yeah, no, I thought Jericho's not on the roster anymore. Yeah, so, sure. They don't care. They're not going to do nothing. But I mean, I thought that was kind of funny. Him just saying, Chris, come on, I'll beat the shit out of you. I'd beat the shit out of you in your prime, too. Yeah. I thought that was funny. He said you're a little soft. Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest, Jericho would say the same stuff to him. I don't have a problem with that. The Lance Storm stuff, I was like, ah, man, come mm. on. Lance is, I mean, I don't even, Lance is outspoken on Twitter, yeah. but he's also one of the great minds. Like, yeah. he is who WWE often will recommend people go to. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is he's he's a, lot of a great one. Yeah. I didn't get any of that either. Uh, one more thing from my list this week, I guess. You know how we've talked about Fightful Crossover Combat Sports website. Uh -huh. A lot of guys have switched from MMA to pro wrestling. Of course, you got Brock Lesnar. He started in pro wrestling. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, Kane Velasquez, Tom Lawler, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, maybe Colby Covington. 
Yeah. What do you think of the Kurt Angle entrance music? I or I somebody mean, on Twitter pointed out to me the Patriot entrance music. Yeah. Uh, he did it because of the Kurt Angle thing, obviously. Kurt, uh, Nikita Krylov fan, one of my good buddies, was like, yeah, he says he's going to use the Angle theme, and he knows what he's doing. Yep. Oh, I mean, of course. Jeremy Botter ran a story, literally. I mean, if, if it wasn't ever more clear that this was a character, yes. Jeremy Botter uncovered that Colby Covington's never been registered to vote before. Right, right. <laughs> but he's do, he's capitalizing off of the Donald the Trump, Trump stuff. stuff. Yep. And he should. Yep. He gained 10,000 followers in the last week. Yep. That's the type of publicity that, whether you like it or not, the UFC could not have bought that publicity. It's true, and when he was coming out for that fight and his mu- and the music started, when the fans started chanting, you suck, he started nodding. Yep. Because I think he was wondering, are they going to know who it is or yeah. whatever, and he wanted that response. Oh, yeah. he's He did Impact Wrestling with Dan Lambert a few years ago, and right. Right. people liked him there. He became friends with Kevin Matthews, who spoke very highly of him. Uh, there are people that I spoke to at ATT that, in- that seem to think this is a character, but if it is, do I agree with it? Socially, no. Do I understand what he's doing? Yeah, yep. and more power to him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not Conor McGregor. Like, Conor McGregor, no. no disrespect to Colby Covington. Conor McGregor, number one, he's way more charismatic. But he's also more intelligent. You can just kind of tell. Yeah. Like, Conor McGregor is more systematic in what he does. But at the same time, there's hardly anybody in MMA anymore that understands that this is entertainment, whether you like it or not. Colby's not going to catch a charge anytime soon. No, no. He's not going to do that. No. Uh, he'll make other people catch charges for throwing boomerangs at him and yep. stuff, but he's not going to catch a charge. And, yep. you know, we've got like a hundred interviews up with him on Fightful, so go check those out. But Well, what I was going to say was, so we know there's this MMA uh, wrestling crossover. Yeah. But the first crossover we don't talk about very often was the wrestling Hollywood crossover, mm-hmm. right? You had Hulk Hogan was one of the first ones. Do you remember Toru Tanaka, Professor Tanaka? He was uh, he was in one of the Bond movies. Roddy Piper, Kurgan, The Rock, Batista, Kurgan. John Cena, Nathan Jones, even Nathan Jones. I mean, there's a lot of guys that did you know little stuff, whatever. But now Roman Reigns. And I want to ask you about this one. He did an interview with Complex to promote uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, he said he's been bitten by the acting bug. And he said that he figures he's got about five years left as a full-timer in WWE. Do you think he's going to start to slow things down in terms of maybe he's going to do less live events, whatever? And the other thing is he never got to Cena's level. He's still one of the top guys kind of by default, but he never got to Cena's level. Do you think that he still feels like he's got something to prove in wrestling? Because a guy like The Rock, a guy like John Cena, they've done everything in wrestling. I feel like Roman yeah. really hasn't. So did he say he's got five years left? Yes. He estimates he's got five years left as a, as a full-timer. That, uh, yeah. So if you're WWE, you got to wonder how much stock can you put into him moving forward. You can put a lot into him, and he can be like the part-timer of the future. But, man, I, do I see it? No. But did I see it for Batista? Nope. And look at him. I agree. Although Batista, I think, still had a better run than Roman Reigns. I oh, think. yeah. Even though Roman had four WrestleMania main events, yeah. I think Batista, there was a lot more top talent in Batista's day than there is with Roman Reigns' well, era. Well, right? I mean, and we can look at the the recent track record of WWE. I mean, hey, just look at the, the WrestleMania main eventers in the early part of the decade. John Cena, uh, Batista, like when he Randy came back Orton. in 2014. Well, yeah. not, not even Orton, yeah. but, but The Rock, when he came back, they've got Hollywood stars just falling out of that place like, right they do now yeah they're they're practically a, a deve- hollywood developmental territory yeah, now it's true yep and ronda rousey tried her hand at it and then went to wrestling and that yep. worked out better but you mean to tell me like she'll probably do that some more in the future too if she has the opportunity yeah she might, and know. i think we're gonna start to see a lot of the women crossover yeah. too. i mean they'll have the look yeah right so all right we got through it man wow, that's it that's we it. got through it we got through another live edition together of the list on your boy. So I fly out of here Monday. You're flying me back Wednesday for this show again next week, right? Right, right. For yeah. the presser, because we got the presser coming the up. The presser's coming up. Yep. We got all that. But legit, this Saturday, Sunday, NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam, I'm excited. You've never done a post show before. Never. Not with you. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, never for Fightful. No. Never. I have not. For Fightful. No, I've been asked to do it. Uh, even in Vegas, Sean asked me, do you want to go on the Double or Nothing post show? And I said, nope. And I didn't. Uh, even though you might find this surprising because I do this podcast every week, I like being behind the scenes. I don't like being the, cam- the guy on camera. I'm starting to get that way too. 
You? Yeah, but now I've spent like a thousand dollars on audio and video equipment, so I got to be in front and of the like, camera. But you also like you want to start doing interviews and stuff. You said, well, because it's good for the site. Ah, because it's good for that, and I want the site to grow. That way, you can't come on here and be like, we don't profit. Well, we don't profit. <laughs> We don't profit. I got a fancy company, but we don't profit here. Okay, when I say we, I mean Fightful. I don't yeah. mean the company. The, yeah, I can't help it that Melissa is losing you money oh, there hand over fist as Fightful champion. What does that say about her drawing power? It says that she's a very charitable champion because she just gave us back $4 Canadian. <laughs> well, it's four more dollars than you'll ever make off of her as champion. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that is for damn sure. I guess we're going to find out when you get to challenge for the Fightful Championship. We have to, you know, as soon as we wrap this up, i got to make sure I get this back to her because she likes wearing it around the office. So She's yeah. probably sitting outside right now. She probably sent those super chats while looking in the window. But Possible. We're, we're doing the press conference next week. The fight, the thumb wrestling match, which is, quite frankly, a very humble form of combat. I've been practicing. It's going to be at a date TBD. But I'm ready for it. I'm training hard. Melissa doesn't care. Melissa doesn't care about you guys. And I'm telling you all this right now. And none of you believe me. Everybody's saying, oh, Sean, you're just saying that. You're trying to get us on your side. I will become Fightful Champion. And I will be the most humble goddamn champion ever. Jimmy, did you know that somebody, as soon as I landed, there were these two old ladies. They came up to me and they go, wow, the fucking legend. Is that what they said? They came and I said, me? Me the fucking legend? I wouldn't call myself that. I'm humble. Let me get this straight. There were two old ladies. Two old ladies. And they said, fucking legend. Fucking legend, they called me. And I said, wow, me? Why, thanks, gosh, darn. Me, the fucking legend. And this other lady goes, you know, I met a fucking legend once. And I said, who? And she said, Frank Sinatra. And I said, me and Frank Sinatra? I don't see it, old lady, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for calling me the fucking legend. Humble. Humble. And thank you guys for leaving the thumbs up, for the super chats, for subscribing. It means the world to us. Subscribe to Fightful Select, too. That's how you can support us directly so Jimmy can't talk that shit anymore. (laughs) Until next time, we're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.